Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it after the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 25, 50, 45. Here goes Davis. Oh, my God. This is going running all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. And tonight, hey, it was BYOG bring your own guts. And they brought some guts and some heart, and they never quit until the last one. Kick is blocked. Kick it to the it's very important to do your research. Uh, put it in the episode notes, the top 10 rules of betting. You follow that format. And you will make money. For now, things change. Things you thought would never change can change in an instant. Uh, big change in the Pac-12, right? My first degree was in British literature. And teachers always taught us, one of the better teachers I had always taught us, that you have to, in life sometimes, for your own mental health, suspend belief. You gotta believe in some fantasy world, something crazy, just to give you a break from the cool, cruel, harsh, unfair, uncertain world that we all live in. You have to have coping mechanisms. Watch the movie The Great Lebowski. It's all about that. Right? Uh, the master class with Oprah, the lead, the great Big Lebowski, talked about talked about how you give, got to give your mind a break. So one break I give myself every year was the Rose Bowl. The beautiful sunset, team from the West Coast, where I'm from, where, you know, we were born against a team from the Midwest. And a lot of great players, a lot of great coaches, a lot of great games. And you always learn a lot. First, I watched the parade to give myself, they always have a theme that's inspiring. Give yourself a mental break, and now the Rose Bowl. But people have figured out how to mess that up. <laughs> so, again, 70% historically with the Pac-12. Last year wasn't as good coming off COVID, but we still made money. So we want to end my career <laughs> betting Pac-12 games uh, with profit, putting money in my pocket. It's so hard to make money, right? Uh, you get cheated on promotions. You have a perfect product for a client, and they don't accept it. So the fact that we can make money betting on this game, any kind of money, and, ha and have profit, you are doing good. And I'm giving you information for you and me to do good. So I give the information. When you give one, you always get 10 back. That's why we never charge for picks when we get a lot of collaboration. This is all about when when you're talking about podcasts, when you're talking about a, a live stream, it's all about collaboration, being able to, with another human being, agree to exchange information, right, for a mutual beneficial outcome collaboration and one way you can collaborate with complete strangers 
is to make them money. <laughs> make them money in a fun way. Uh, you know, lucrative, fun, and hard work that makes it look easy. But we're giving you the nuts and bolts, the hard work. People have reported over $750,000. Again, Jesus healed 10 people with leprosy. Only two came back to say thank you. And one was because he dropped a $20 bill and he knew Jesus had it. So uh, $750,000 that people have reported is probably eight times that, right? Probably, uh, probably about $5 million people have made with our decision science, our approach, picking football games, same way you pick a stock, same way you pick an investment. So there's a lot of layers here that you can internalize, use for yourself to make money. So we're going to break down the Pac-12 like we have. Adam Glick helped us a lot. Chad Nolan helped us a lot collaborating. Pac-12, don't need anybody because I'm usually about 70% and I have probably two decades of profit betting, wagering on the outcome of Pac-12 games. So let's start with your USC Trojans and Lincoln Riley. Uh, first thing that comes to mind is that Lincoln Riley is one and four in playoff games. So what does that mean? That means that when he goes against equal talent, equal coaching, the man gets beat, including, not limited, including last year against a two-lane green wave. He only wins when he has an edge on talent or all summer and all year to game plan against, right? He's good against his rivals. He, Lincoln Riley was very good against Oklahoma as the head coach. And he beat UCLA last year as a rival. He also beat Notre Dame. Now, why do we talk about the head coaches, right? We'll put it in the episode notes. Nobody's ever, as a wealth manager, somebody with security license, nobody's ever gotten rich with technical analysis. People have gotten rich with fundamental analysis. And the main tenet in fundamental analysis is corporate governance. That's why Elon Musk is so important, right? Corporate governance. So what Elon Musk says, the closer you get to the truth, or you get to the truth, you can predict outcomes. So what we do is we look at the corporate governance to predict outcomes. Now, we filter it through through college football. The head coaches control so much. Their mafias control so much. I call them mafias, but people they collaborate with, people who they collude with, people who they scheme with, right? You look at their patterns, you get, it's, we, don't, we don't have the same resources that Elon Musk had. So we can get close to the truth to predict outcomes. Past performance is not indicative of a future result. However, it gives you a clue, right? It gives you information. We use decision science. Decision science is going ahead and getting as much information possible before making a decision. You say, Josh, that's common sense. Well, you know what? Common sense is not so common, right? So you get as much information before you make a decision. You use math, and you rigorously use logic. 
and you eliminate variables and co-variables to get to as close to the truth as possible to predict outcomes, right? So we're predicting outcomes of USC football games. Their season total is 10 wins, and we have some locks. We'll have in the episode notes, we'll give you some picks, some locks, so you can move forward, all right, and make money. Remember, salesmen think short-term. Businessmen and women think long-term. So from a long-term point of view, you look at the season totals, and we're giving you picks where you can monetize, all right? Have money for the holidays. So season totals for USC is 10. Uh, they return 95 career starts in the offensive line, so that's good roster management. Uh, year two, he has more of the guys he wants. Uh, he returns eight on offense, nine on defense, and it was a horrible defense that for whatever reason, Coach Grinch couldn't teach these guys how to tackle. It was like 27 missed tackles in the Utah game. Horrible. And they didn't fix it for the bowl game. So, obviously, Lincoln Riley wants to get into shootouts. And he wants the defense to have that one stop. They didn't give him that one stop in two games against Utah. Again, equal talent. Better coaching. Uh, and Tulane. So are they going to turn it around? 95% of people can't change. So let's see what changes they have. They have hopefully they have the same players. Nine coming back doesn't mean that means nine guys who couldn't make it in the NFL. They knew it, so they were coming back. Hopefully, this, they taught them how to tackle. So when you look at 10 wins, uh, San Jose State is not a given. All right. Uh, I'm going to look hard at San Jose State to be able to cover that. Nevada is a given. Stanford is not a given. Stanford, they screwed over Stanford. The coach Taylor, we'll get into with Stanford. They had a great recruiting class. Does that great recruiting class deal with the new football dynamics we have now? Now, if you live in the past, you die in the past. Every year is different. That's why the number two rule of betting is always do your research. All right. So Stanford had a great recruiting class, one of the better recruiting classes in the country. Now, that's translate to the Juco guys he brought in, the new guys he's bringing in, to fall camp that by September the 9th, USC has to, USC has to keep plays in the back pocket, right? For uh, Notre Dame, for UCLA, and they don't want to lose a third time in a row to Utah, of all people. And uh, they want to keep things in their back pocket for the the Big Ten they're going to next year. So that Stanford game is going to be problematic. They get a bye week after that. At Arizona State, uh, not a gimme. At Colorado, there's a gimme. So they have you got two built-in wins. Arizona should be a built-in win. At Notre Dame, Al Golden has his chance, right? Al Golden is studying the air raid and the flavor of the air raid. All year, uh, Notre Dame is going to be a problem. So if they lose one between San Jose State and Nevada, they're not going to lose that. Stanford's a big problem. Arizona State's going to be a big problem. At Colorado, should be a built-in win. Arizona should be a built-in win. Notre Dame's going to be a problem. So that's that's perhaps two losses. Utah, they can't lose to Utah four times in a row now. 
Candy, at Cal. Now remember, Justin, um, the coach at Cal, we'll get to him in a little bit, but he's a great secondary coach. He puts secondary guys in the NFL every year. And what's USC's strength? The passing game. So if he can get a couple pick sixes at home, get a couple holding calls on USC touchdowns, right? Because USC isn't going to get the call anyways. They've always complained about refs. So if the the opposing team on the road, especially a team that feels screwed over, the community that feels screwed over like how, at home, right? You can count on a holding penalty on a touchdown. You can call a holding on every, on every call. And these refs are getting screwed out of a job. So, Cal, you're looking at maybe a third loss there. Washington could be a problem. At Oregon. Oregon could be a problem. So, you got one, two, three, four. And then you see all that. Not a shocker if USC goes six and six. I doubt it. They're probably going 10 and two, I would say. So, 10. I would lean towards the under, not betting it, because we have a lot of uh, season totals that we have a clear edge and we're making a lot of money on. So I wouldn't bet on the USC season total. So I look at I look at ten and two, exciting season for them. But Lincoln Riley's one and four bowl games that tells us that if a coach has close enough talent, Lincoln Riley is going to lose. All right, so that's your USC Trojans. The Utah Utes. Uh, Kyle Willingham has 84 starts on the career on the offensive line. So when you start evaluating a team for the season, you always look at the offensive line because offensive line play determines a lot in college football. So you look at the corporate governance. You look at how many starts are coming on on the offensive line. The more football you play, the better you are at it. Uh there's a difference between blue blood teams and blue blood teams and developmental teams. There's some coaches like Nick Satan in Alabama who's a great developmental coach, and he also brings in great talent. He's a good judge of talent. There's some guys like Kyle Willingham at Utah, uh, your Dan Campbell's at Iowa State, who are great at developing talent, right? So you got developmental programs, and you have blue bloods. Utah is great developmental program. Uh, they haven't broken through and gone to the playoffs like Washington did uh, a few years back uh, with a great coach they had there. And you know, if I forget something, I'll remember and I'll look at Chat GPT and put, and put the name of the coach. Uh, in the episode notes. So I'll get the Washington coach, who was a great developmental coach. He's a coach at Boise State, and now he's out of coaching. Uh, but Kyle Willingham is a great developmental coach, so you got to keep that in mind. So if he has a whole year plot against you, he'll beat you twice the way he plotted against Lincoln Riley, beat Lincoln Riley, and more importantly, we predicted that Kyle Willingham was going to do that. So now you can predict it, and you can put money in your pocket. Uh, he, he's got Cam Rising back. Quarterback's very important. They have the ball in their hands. Uh, he's got nine guys coming back on defense. He's a defensive coach, and I think he kind of spilled the beans at the Pac-12 media day saying that, you know, offense wins 
45% of the time, 45% of games. Uh, defense wins 40 to 35% of the time, and the rest of the time is special teams. I think he was saying that, hey, he's going to bring things back and win on defense this year. He's got a quarterback that doesn't make mistakes, who can make plays, can make plays with his legs. Hopefully, Cam Rising can play all year. Um, the win total for them, their developmental program, is eight and a half. So let's look at their schedule. All right. Uh, Florida, all right, that could be a loss. At Baylor, uh, they should win that game, but possible loss. Weaver State win, UCLA on the road. Uh, they haven't gotten good luck against UCLA. Remember, Chip Kelly is married to the game of football. He doesn't have a wife. He is a single gay man who only sleeps and breathes. I used, at Channel Side, when I was in Tampa, I used to see Chip Kelly come out of John Gruden's office. They had been sitting there all day and all night watching film. So that's what he does with his life. I think his house has like 15 TVs and one couch and not even a bed. All he does is watch film. So UCLA is going to be tough for Coach Willingham. At Oregon State on a Friday night, 80% of teams lose on the road on Friday night. That's going to be tough. So you're looking at three possible. You can look at a, a possible uh, one and four start for Utah. Probably not. They'll probably be around three and two at the break. Cal, uh, a team they screwed over at home. That's going to be tough. At USC, tough. Can they beat USC four times in a row? Oregon, tough. Arizona State at home, not a given. Uh, Washington, at Washington, at Arizona, and Colorado. So you have one, two, three, if you count Cal, four built-in wins. Maybe Baylor, five. They might not get to eight. You, you have no idea. If they have some injuries, so on and so forth, they might not get to eight wins. So I would completely stay away from this, from Utah. Uh, but they're going to be an exciting team to watch. So from a betting standpoint, you got to look at the game totals uh, to be under because they have a defensive team and they got to keep things in their back pocket because this is going to be a long season for them. Uh, and so the game totals will be under and stay away from the season total, 8.5. There's no clear edge on that. There's a lot of landmines in their schedule. And Cam Rising is an Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> to put it lightly. All right? So that is Utah use. You got Oregon. Oregon hasn't won a national title. They played for a national title, been in the playoffs a couple of times. They have a great coach, Dan Lanning, who won national title with Georgia, the Georgia Bulldogs. Those dogs did hunt, but he was a defensive coordinator. Young guy, great recruiter, great judge of talent, has dedicated his life to football. Uh, they have the resources to be a blue blood with Phil Knight giving them a billion dollars. However, they haven't broken through. West Coast hasn't broken through. They have big offensive linemen. Uh, they've had great offensive line coaches with Mario Cristobal, who won the national title with the same group, right? The same syndicate as Dan Lanning. Yeah, Kirby Smart, who coached for Nick Satan. Uh, Mario Cristobal won five national titles with Nick Satan as the offensive line coach. 
So they've developed good offensive line talent. They have, again, that number again, 96 career starts on the offensive line. Dan Lanny is solid. Josh Lopi, defensive coordinator there, is solid. Coach in the NFL out of the Knicks, Satan, Syndicate, Mafia. Uh, they're going to be solid. So the win total for them is nine and a half. So let's look at their schedule. All right. You got Portland State. Should be a win at Texas Tech. Uh, look for the over in that. They have they return eight on offense, eight on defense. Uh, it's going to be look for the you know to go over right. So Texas Tech game look for the over the game total. Uh, Hawaii look for the over Colorado. So it should be four no going to at Stanford. They're not going to get any call. Remember Stanford got screwed over. Those Pac twelve reps might not get ever be paid anymore. They might have to find another job. So that's going to be a tough game. So you're looking at four and one. Then, then you look at after the break at Washington, Washington State, Utah, Cal is the other built-in win. So that's five. USC, Arizona State, Oregon State. They might not get to nine and a half. All right. Uh, they do have an easy schedule, right? And they do have a great quarterback in Bo Nix. Eight back on defense, eight back on offense. They have a lot of talent. I don't, it's a one, two, three, four, call it five, six. They only have around six built in wins. So to get to nine, they have to split three and three with the other folks and get some injuries. It might be a problem. At Utah, it's going to be a problem. You'll see a problem at Arizona State. Is going to be a problem because this the guy who was the offensive coordinator last year, seeing them late in the season, his best friend might be a problem. Oregon State on a Friday night, Thanksgiving, could be a problem. So, again, another Pac 12 team. Uh, the, the only sure things are probably the over at Texas Tech, bet, bet that early. The over at Hawaii, bet that early. Uh, but other than that, uh, you gotta have you gotta go week to week with Oregon and their season total. You have to lean to the under nine and a half, but there isn't a clear end, so you stay away from that, and then bet what we've given out of being the episode notes. Uh, there's no lock, right? The highest level in probability theory is eighty percent. Okay, so we give you ten season total picks. Feel confident especially the ones this year, collaborating with Chad, Adam, and other folks, uh, you'll get 8 out of 10 profit, okay? Money in your profit. And there's nothing lasts forever that we can do this, that we can research and for sure put some dollars in our pocket. Uh, next thing we're going to look at are your Washington Huskies. They've got only 36 starts on that offensive line. They only return seven on offense, but eight on defense. So they're kind of all right. Uh, I, you know, Michael Penix, they're ducking Heisman Trophy with him. But that early in the season, that's going to be a problem, right? That they don't have an offensive line to stabilize things. So Boise State game, it's going to look – that doesn't look too good. Tulsa at home, Tulsa can beat them. They have a great coach. So who knows, but they probably won't. It's probably built in one. At Michigan State, 
uh, are they going to beat Michigan State two years in a row? I don't know. They have a great coach who makes $9 million a year. So that's probably going to be a loss. So they're going to be one and two going into that Cal game, a university they screwed over. And again, you got to remember, uh, the coach at Cal is a defensive coach. He's going to have that defense ready to play. And his strength is the secondary, right? Michael Penix throws a couple pick sixes against Cal. Cal can put them in a one and three situation. Then at Arizona, then they get a bye week to regroup, but they get Oregon. They beat Oregon last year. They're going to be a big rival going with them to the to the Big Ten. So you got to look at that. So yeah, they could be three and three going to the Oregon game, Arizona State, Stanford at USC, Utah, Oregon State, and Washington State. So not a lot of built-in wins. Their season total is nine and a half. I'm betting that right off, right off the bottom. I'm betting under Washington. Washington is not going to get to nine wins. So I see them. I see. I see them probably lose. Might lose to Boise State to start the season. Uh, Michigan State, that's the second loss. Cal could be the third loss. At Arizona, it's not going to be a gimme, right? So right there, those are three losses going into the bye week. Oregon could be a loss. It could be four. Arizona State, five. At Stanford, six. At USC, seven. Utah could be eight. Oregon State could be nine. And Washington State's not going to be a gimme. So they have 10 games. They could probably go either way. If they win half of them, right, it's still five losses under nine and a half. So there you have a clear edge. Now, teams recruit in two-year cycles. Last year, they go 11 and two. It's going to be a down cycle for them. So bet, I'm going to do it right after the show. I'm going to bet the under. And it's great to, the thing about the podcast that's good is you get the Hawthorne effect where you publicize your pick, that extra little bit of pressure, right, makes you better, makes you perform better. So by doing the podcast, I'm a better sports better, and I make more money, right, because I'm throwing it out there. I'm being public. And what makes us different is that we track everything. If somebody isn't tracking every bet and showing you how they did it, it's illegitimate, right? They're not being truthful and honest with you. And again, you got to get close to the truth for Dick Dawkin. You can't have somebody cluttering your head with what? Nonsense. Like what I talked about with ESPN. It's now involved with the Penn National, right? Owner of Penn National is Steve Wynn. Steve Wynn had $23 billion. Steve Wynn is the head of one of the five families in New York. The mafia, right? So you want to get information from the mafia? You think the mafia is going to help you pick games? Come on. Think about it. All right? Next thing we're going to look at is your Oregon State stocks. And uh, let me check their total. Uh, I often root for Oregon State just because they're the underdogs. And they do well. Coach Jonathan Smith. Uh, Keith. Eric won a few national titles with Miami, is his coach. And I remember him pounding my restaurant early. He didn't know we weren't open. And he's the mentor of Jonathan Smith. And we had a great time. 
restaurants are open. You come in in the morning, didn't know we were open. He's like, oh, give me breakfast. And we went ahead and gave him breakfast. Uh, always remember her, right? Good old coach. Right. So let's look at the season total for Oregon State. They won 10 games last year. They got a quarterback coming in, five-star quarterback uh, who played at Clemson, who obviously fits their system. That's why they have there, have him there. Uh, they always have a big offensive line to pound you. You're going to get the benefit of the doubt from the refs uh, because they're one of the four schools that are staying. They got screwed over. The refs who might not have a job next year, are going to favor them, especially in home games. I think they've only lost one uh, one home game in the last two years. And let's look at the Oregon portal this year. Let's see here. Oregon State. Coach Jonathan Smith. They return a hundred and nine starts on the offensive line. They have eight guys coming back on offense, five on defense. And let's take a look here at Oregon State's season total. Oregon State Beavers. I'm getting the, the numbers here, I think, from uh, DraftKings. So, Oregon State's eight. So, let's look at Oregon State's schedule. They have 109 starts coming back on that offensive line. Great corporate, corporate governance. And they have a five-star quarterback. So, San Jose State, San Jose State, that probably can go either way. You got to like Oregon State in that situation. UC Davies, it's an FCS school. They have a, a, a former Colorado coach who did good at Boise State. Uh, so that's not going to be a gimme, but it should win. San Diego State at home could go either way. So, two, but this should be two and one, right? Going into at Washington State could go either way. Uh, you got to figure there'll be, there'll be two and two at that point. Utah, we lost to Utah last year. You got to think Coach Smith at home on a Friday night. Home teams win 80% of the time. You're looking at three and two at this point, hopefully four and one. At Cal, that could go either way. 
UCLA could go either way. So you're looking at three and three, four and two going into the bye week. At Arizona should be a win. Uh, at Colorado should be a win. So they could be uh, either six and two at this point or five and three. Stanford at home. They beat last year handling well. Washington. I think Washington might not be as good as they are. Uh, so you're looking at uh, seven and four, and then Ann Oregon can go either way. So you're looking at uh, a, a six and six would be their low point. Their high point is probably going to be 10 and two again. And it's in the total is eight. So really no edge in that. Uh, if you have to bet it, you would go over on Oregon State, Oregon State football, with their five-star and their 909 starts on the offensive line. So that means that these early games it should be okay at San Jose State, UC Davis. San Diego State's going to be tough. Washington State's going to be tough. They should be 3-1 and one at that point, 4-1 against Utah at Cal. be 4-2, 5-1, you know. So after the UCLA game, their sixth game of the season, they're probably going to be four and two. The four and two at Arizona, five and two. Uh, Colorado, six and two. Stanford at home should be seven and two. Washington at home, eight and two. And then uh, at Oregon could be nine and three. So eight, you got a slight edge on that, but it isn't the lock we have with the under at Washington. Next is the UCLA Bruins. Uh, UCLA returns 126 starts on the offensive line. Chip Kelly's had a horrible record here, but he's he's been here long enough that uh, he should have an edge, right, in these shootouts. So that's what he wants to do. He wants a game shootout. Starting quarterback, I predict it's going to be Garbers. Uh, his brother's in the NFL. They return nine on defense, seven on offense with those 126 starts in the offensive line. So in their season total is for UCLA eight and a half. So let's look at their schedule and see what's going to happen. Uh, Coastal Carolina should be a win at San Diego state. That could go either way. That should be a win. NC central sort of thing by college. Uh, they should be them at Utah. Uh, they beat Utah last year, 42-32, Coach Williams. <laughs> it's probably laying waiting for those guys. So they could be 2-2, two, 3-1 two and, two, and one going here. Uh, after the break, they get Washington State at home, at Oregon State, a school that has been screwed over by UCLA. I think that's going to be a loss. They're not going to get any calls in that game. So that's for You're looking at San Diego State, at Utah, at Oregon State. That's your third loss, right? At Stanford, not going to be a gimme. Again, two weeks in a row, teams they screwed over money-wise, screwed over the refs. They're not getting any money from UCLA anymore. So they're going to give the opposing team, Stanford and Oregon State in these cases, the benefit of the doubt. So looking bad for UCLA, so looking one, two, three, possible four losses going into the Colorado game at Arizona. It's not a gimme. Arizona State. At you know, USC is not giving a cow to finish off the season again. Somebody they screwed over. So you're looking at one, 
two, three, four, five possible losses out of 12 games, seven, five. So at eight and a half, you got to look for the under for the season total for the UCLA Bruins. Not as much of a lock as the Washington under nine, but you got to look if people are going to bet this two nine, you got to look at the under UCLA. So UCLA is going to be under nine. So wait for the LA money to come in, like the stock market, same way. Uh, you look for market inefficiency, and that's going to be market inefficiency if it goes to nine. But look for UCLA to be under uh, 8.5 wins. And remember, Chip Kelly has a below, way below 500 record at UCLA. He just wants to get into shootouts. He has a defensive coordinator, nepotism, defensive coordinator, the Anton Lynn whose dad coaches in the NFL. That's why he's there. First time defensive coordinator. He's just there to get one stop for all these shootouts. So we've made a lot of money with Chip Kelly overs. So when you got two offensive coaches going against each other, especially with Chip Kelly involved, we've been 80% to the over. So look for the over in the Oregon State game, Stanford, Arizona, USC, all those games are going to go over the total. So you're going to bet those early in the week. All right. After UCLA, we'll look at Washington State, total developmental program. Coaches have left the program, so their reputations do not get sullied uh, with a lack of talent coming in for Washington State. So you're looking at 55 career starts on that offensive line. That's horrible. You have... Seven coming back on offense, five coming back on defense. Uh, they're one of the schools that have been screwed over. Recruiting hasn't been good. Uh, the coach already complaining. So six and a half wins. Let's look at their schedule. The total six and a half wins. Uh, at Colorado State, it's not a giving. Wisconsin, they beat Wisconsin last year. Doubtful they'll beat Wisconsin two years in a row. Even though Wisconsin goes there to play them against a new coach and might be not ready with their systems. Right, Coach Fickle, brand new, spanking new coach, wants to keep things in his back pocket for the Big Ten season. So look for that game, the game total to be under. Northern Colorado, so that should be a win. Oregon State, probably a loss, right? So it could be two and two going to the break, to the bye week. At UCLA, probably a loss. So you're looking at two and three. Arizona at home, three and three. At Oregon, a loss, three and four. At Arizona State, a loss, three and five. Stanford could go either way. Let's give it to them. Let's go four and five at Cal. Most likely a loss. They beat them last year. So that's four and six. Colorado, they should beat them. So that's five and six. And then uh, at Washington. So again, the season total, six and a half. With the problems they have and most likely injuries, you got to look at the under six and a half. So under six and a half for Washington State. Coach is already complaining, so you got to look for a bad season for them. Justin Wilcox, what name I was looking at. He's a great secondary coach. He always gets secondary guys into the NFL. He has 92 starts on the offensive line coming back. 
Jake uh, Spadaga. He's a great offensive coordinator uh, who has to prove himself. He was a head coach at Texas Tech, at Texas State. Uh, he's an air raid guy, so you're going to open up the office a little bit to go with the always uh, creative defense that Justin Wilcox ran. He brings that very Alvarez zone. They have nine returning on defense, eight on offense. Uh, they got screwed over. So they didn't get the benefit of the doubt when they played the universities that screwed them over at home with a pack 12 refs who lost their jobs. Uh, Cal's at five wins, I believe, right? 4.5. So you can get Cal at 4.5 in what I think is going to be an up season for them. Last year, they were four and eight. So remember, there's two-year cycles. This is going to be the second year of a two-year recruiting cycle. I like Justin Wilcox. He's always a mentor of the man. But let's look at the schedule. Can they get over four wins? At North Texas is one Auburn at home. Auburn bringing new players, new staff, traveling across the country. Man, I like uh, Cal for sure to cover the spread in that game. I'll look for the spread is. I look for them to cover the spread in that game. Possibly win. They actually should win that game against Auburn because Auburn's going to be bringing in a new staff. They're not going to be as organized as Cal should be with nine guys coming back on defense. Idaho. So they could be 3 0. So if you're looking at over four and you're starting season 3 0, man, you're happy. You're going to make your money cashing Cal Golden Bears over at Washington. Uh, they could win. Remember, Washington, I feel, is going to be down this year. So they could be 4 0 going that Arizona State game. Uh, they showed flashes last year, Cal. They should have beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame. They had them beat, but they got screwed over from the refs. So hopefully they'll get some love from the refs this year home games against universities that screw them over. Uh, Oregon State, it's a homecoming game. Should be loaded up for that. So that should be the fourth win there. At Utah, it's going to be tough. Then they have the break. They get USC at home and the calls from the rest, giving them the benefit of the doubt. It gets uh, one of the main schools that started the domino effect to screw them over as a program. At Oregon. It's going to be tough, but I think it could go either way. So you're looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, six uh, games that could go either way going into the Oregon game. So just need four of those. Washington State. So that's a game that should win at home. Washington State, that's, that's your five right there. At Stanford, always goes either way. And then at UCLA. So they should be seven and five, and the win total is four. So for sure, over on Cal. So I see a strong status at Washington back. So for sure, uh, Cal over five wins, and then look for a lot of their game totals to go under with those nine guys on defense. So the future looks bright for your Cal Golden Bears. Now we go to Arizona. And the Jim Harbaugh mafia, football mafia family, they all hire the same coaches. They all look for the same thing in players. They all have the same agents. So they're collaborating, right? They have a syndicate going. Uh, again, nepotism. Brandon Carroll, 
is the offensive coordinator, the son of Pete Carroll, the head coach of your Seahawks, Brendan Carroll. Then you're looking at uh, Johnny Nathan, who was defensive line coach at UCLA, uh, 13 from 18 at USC with that same mafia we're talking about. Uh, he's a great recruiter, defensive coordinator, Mr. Nansen. Uh, again, this is going to be the second year of a two-year recruiting cycle. Eight on offense with his Judge Fish. Judge Fish, I love him. He never played a down of football. He's a tennis player. Uh, but he's the head coach making $5 million a year for your Arizona Wildcat. Eight on offense, three on defense. What this screams to me is they're going to get in shootouts. Uh, the season total for them is... Five, right? It's just like Cal. Cal for sure is going over the five. Uh, Arizona, let's look at their schedule. Northern Arizona should be a win at Mississippi State. That's going to be tough. Utah is going to be tough. They could, so they could be one and two going into at Stanford, getting no calls. They screwed them over. Uh, I really like Stanford in that situation. Should be a shootout. Washington should be a shootout. USC. Shootout. So all these offensive coaches going against each other, look for the over better earlier in the week so you can put money in your pocket. At Washington State, they're not going to get any costs. They're looking at one, two, three, four, five, six possible losses in their first seven games. Arizona State at home, go either way, probably a loss. Same thing with UCLA. They're looking at Possible eight losses coming into the last three games. Colorado should be a win. Utah, probably a loss. And Arizona State, uh, who they barely beat last year, 35-38, could go either way. So you're looking at staying away from this because they could get to five. Uh, but the sure thing is when they're going against another offensive team, look for that game to be, the game total to be over. And you want to bet that early in the week, right? Because if we know it, Vegas knows it. So Arizona State, Arizona State Wildcats. Kenny Dillingham, who was the offensive coordinator at Oregon last year, a lot of shootouts. First year there. Uh, new offensive coordinator, Bob Walwin, who coached and developed Cooper Cup when he was at Eastern Washington. Uh, he was the head coach at Cal Poly. It's hard to recruit there, FCS. He's a great offensive coach. Defensive coordinator is Brian Ward from Washington State. Brian Ward left Washington State because the talent coming into Washington State was going to ruin his reputation. So now Brian Ward is now the defensive coordinator at Arizona State. Right? The Arizona State Sun Devils. They return 151 starts on the offensive line. Letting coach get into some shootouts. Eight on offense, five on defense, shootout city. Their game season total is season total is five. So can they get over five, right? With all those factors in place, you're going to get in shootouts. Kenny Dillingham, 32-year-old, old, a very bright offensive mind. Younger coaches tend to be more aggressive. Southern Utah should be a win. Oklahoma State probably a loss. Fresno State loss. USC loss. At Cal, Colorado. So the first six games, they're probably going to be two and four, three and three at best. So that's three wins possibly by the break. At Washington, loss. Washington State 
get him to four at Utah loss at UCLA. You can get him a shootout. That's your fifth win there. Oregon, then Arizona. I see them being six and six. So there's no real clear edge in there. So the best they could probably do will be seven and five. Probably go six and six. Just one over the total. So there isn't really a clear edge with Arizona State. Other than this Oklahoma State game, Fresno State, USC, uh, Washington, at UCLA, those game totals should go over structurally, systemically. So early in the week, bet the over in those games to put money in your market. Last thing we're going to look at is prime time. First year of a two-year recruiting cycle, going to a different conference next year. Only have 44 uh, career starts on the offensive line. Their season total is three. So let's look at their schedule. Uh, brand new team bringing 50 guys in for the portal, six and off the three on defense. At TCU, probably a loss. Nebraska has a new coach. So that game could go either way, probably a loss. Colorado State would be a good measure of, you know, how Dion is moving along the season, but he'll get them all again this season. Uh, Colorado State's probably a loss. Oregon, USC, Arizona State, Stanford, UCLA, Oregon State, Arizona. Washington State is two, two games they could possibly win and at Utah. So the low for them could be 0-12. Their max... I don't know where the third win is coming from. TCU is going to be a huge game for them because they haven't, they got that false hope, this useful enthusiasm going on, right? Useful enthusiasm with Colorado. Okay. So, with that being said, that game is huge. If they get killed in that game, they lose in the game, they're probably well. Uh, Downhill from there. Nebraska's a game. So they need some wins early. If they don't get them, you can look at an old 12 season. Uh, three, not bad. If you see it go to four somehow, three and a half, then you would maybe go Colorado. But look for a lot of unders, even though people think Dion is maybe an offensive guy because he was a wide receiver. It wasn't like that at Jackson State. He played that old school Bobby Bowden. Bobby Bowden used to be a high-scoring coach, but that was because of special teams and defensive touchdowns. He was basically a conservative guy running the ball a lot. Uh, you know, he would have a screen go for a touchdown against inferior opponents. He wasn't necessarily a get-in-a-shootout overcoach, Bobby Bowden. And that's where Deion's philosophy comes from. That's what he did at Jackson State. You got a first-year quarterback going, so look for a lot of unders. Against Matt Rule and Nebraska, look for that game to go on. Bennett early. Stanford, Friday night, look for that game to go on. So that's Colorado in a nutshell. So now we've given you information to make money on the Pac 12. We give away every pick for free. When you give one, you always get 10 in return. That's why we close every single podcast with Winston Churchill. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life for what you get. Thank you for listening to the ESPC Podcast Network. That's why this one goes to us $800 and that goes to us. And I don't know what that
Let's go.